Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon, the fiduciary and CEO, founder of Crystal Clear Finances. And for the past 24 years, I've been on this station speaking about faith-based investing, biblical investing, and you've heard me talk about Kingdom Advisors. Well, you've guessed it. I've just come back and I am fired up. I'm fired up because we had 1,800 men and women of God in an auditorium worshiping the Lord, improving our skill sets, and coming back ready to expand the kingdom through our own networks that we have. But I've got one more thing that's going to just blow your socks off today because not only have you heard me talk about Kingdom Advisors, but you've heard me talk about Larry Burkett and how we helped individuals get out of debt and get on the right path. And you've heard me talk about Ron Blue, the gentleman who's founded Kingdom Advisors and helped individuals understand, hey, listen, there's a biblical way to do financial planning. And now we're moving into values-based financial planning. And we have Ron Blue on our show today. I know, grab your pen and paper and, and get ready for a wonderful time together. And Ron, thank you. I am so honored to have you here with us today. Well, you're very kind, Crystal, and I'm looking forward to it. And so appreciate what you're doing uh, with on the radio as well as personally in your planning and um, to see people such as yourself that, that are uh, impl implementing biblical wisdom into professional advice uh, is truly uh, a vision uh, that I had and now it is so and you're one of those is so good good well Ron one of the things and I want I have a few questions I'd like to go over with you for our listeners. But I do just want to take a pause. One of the most impactful uh, events that happened at Kingdom Advisors just the other week was you sat on the stage with John Maxwell and the two of you began to talk and you began to share back and forth. And I know that that wasn't financial advice that you were giving, but Ron, what it spoke to me is the relationship that you have with that man. And that it just reemphasizes to me that as the kingdom of God, as we move forward, as the body of Christ, it's relationship. It's being able to have people that we trust that we can co-labor with. And I know uh, maybe no one told you that, but that really ministered to me and the people at the table that the depth of relationship that you're walking it out step by step. So I appreciate that. And I'd love you to share you know, when you first started, when God said, uh, Ron, I need to take a shift, I, I, how did that happen? Well, there, the story, uh, I've now had 50 years to look back, Crystal, okay? <laughs> and as you may remember, uh, one of the gentlemen that was on stage said that I've been in this business for a half a century. <laughs> that sounds like a long time. 50 years sounds a lot shorter. That's why I uh, didn't say half a century. <laughs> <laughs> but as I look back, God prepared me, was preparing me when I, of course, didn't know. Mm. And he prepared me by uh, allowing me to start my career on Wall Street with uh, then Pete Marwick Mitchell, now KPMG. And uh, the significance of that was that uh, I had an opportunity to work and to look at Wall Street and see that it wasn't a big mystique uh, by any means. But it gave me a perspective, and I could always look back on that and say, uh, I know the language, I know the people, it's not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. But it is highly professional, and the world looks to Wall Street uh, for financial uh, wisdom. Well, no, I think they look for financial advice. They may be not looking for wisdom, and there's a difference. Agreed. 
And then uh, I moved from there and I started a CPA firm. And the significance of that, Crystal, was that um, I learned, I, I spent seven years, and this was in the early 70s, and this is where we did work with people across the desk. Mm -hmm. uh, there were no computers. Uh, and uh, so I did hundreds and hundreds of tax returns sitting across the desk from people. And it gave me uh, an opportunity to practice and to develop some skills of just relating to people. Mm -hmm. uh, and I saw all kinds of questions being asked. And so I really was in the advice giving business, even though it wasn't called that, it was called tax return preparation. And the second thing that I learned out of that was how to build a time-based business. Mm. Now that became really significant because when I started what later became Ronald Luke and Company, the uh, the world of finance was all transactional. Yes. There was no uh, what's now called fee-only or fee-based planning. Uh, but I didn't know how to sell product. Uh, I, I, I wasn't a salesman of product. I was a salesman of advice. Mm -hmm. And the very first client that I had uh, was a person, uh, a mentor of mine, a, a college professor or seminary professor, Dr. Howard Hendricks. And he had asked the question, basically, would you take a look at my finances and tell me how I'm doing? But again, uh, there was no models, no financial planning. So when I sat down with him and his wife, Jean, uh, I, I did what an accountant would do. I looked at his net worth statement. Mm -hmm. I looked at his income tax returns. I looked at his retirement assets. I just looked at things financial for him. And and what I uh, discerned was he was doing fine. Now, when I look back on it, the reason he was doing fine was he had a very moderate lifestyle. Okay. He was saving for retirement. He had uh, no debt other than his home mortgage. Uh, and he had some savings. So he had done the basics. And I was able to say to him, how are you going to be just fine? And at that time, he was in his uh, probably late 40s, early 50s. And I said, you've got a long time here to keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to work out just fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I found out now when I look back on it, that everybody wants to know the answer to the question, how am I doing? Yes. And, uh, and I've answered that question thousands of times now uh, as, over the years, but I didn't know that that was the question at the time. And uh, uh, for two years, uh, I had when I left the CPA firm for two years, I worked for a subsidiary of Campus Crusade for Christ. And I made 10 trips to Africa and I saw uh, the third world compared to the first world. Mm -hmm. And it convinced me that there were so many resources, financial resources in the hands of evangelical Christians that could be used in the third world. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, Campus Crusade uh, had a campaign going. Uh, Dr. Bright, who was one of the greatest visionaries I've ever come across, had a, a, vision, a vision and a plan of, of having a thousand people give a million dollars, which is a billion dollars toward the fulfillment of the Great Commission. And I had a, I was contacted by a physician to, to uh, and he asked me if I would look at his finances and see if he could give a million dollars. And when I talked to him, I didn't know him, but I talked to him on the phone. He said he was making $82,000 a year. He said he had a net worth of about three or 400,000. And so just on the face of it, on that conversation, there was no way he could give away a million dollars. But when I gathered all of his information, like so many people, he had never had a 
need to draw off a balance sheet or a net worth statement. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot more assets than what he thought he had. He just never added it up. Mm -hmm. And so he had some property, some real estate, and we began, we, we developed a plan for him to give away $200,000 of his assets per year for five years, wow. which was a million dollars. Well, when you do that, it reduced his taxes by, at that time, over $100,000 by giving away that property. So all right. of a sudden he had $100,000 of extra cash flow, which meant that he was able to now give more, which reduced his taxes. And so when you put that into a plan and you ran it out, he could give away a million dollars and basically end up almost where he was anyway. Wow. Well, when I when I realized that, I thought there's got to be a lot of people like him. Mm -hmm. And so my mission became how to help Christians plan and manage their finances so they'd have more to give away towards the fulfillment of the Great Commission. Mm. And uh, so uh, we would call it uh, providential as a Christian, right. all of these things. Others might call it accidental, <laughs> but it was providential that God had prepared all of that for the first 10 years of my professional career. And then I spent 23 years helping others do what I had helped for that, that physician. And I built a staff uh, mm -hmm. to do that. So that's a long answer, Crystal, but it shows that uh, this was not by design. Uh, this was by God's mm -hmm. providence in providing opportunity. And I happened to be the person that he chose to do that uh, over time. So mm -hmm. uh, now we've trained over uh, probably 2000 advisors to do what I did. Uh, and we've got thousands and thousands of uh, uh, families out there that are be given, being given biblical advice, such as you're giving on an ongoing daily basis. So long answer, Crystal. But that's all right. It's a great answer. And I think, you know, I want to, I've got two questions I want to ask, but just a comment on that. I'm seeing more, and are you seeing this, that more uh, families are wanting to be generous. There seems to be this new awakening, of, for lack of a better word, where people are saying, I want to give more. I just don't know how. Yeah, I think uh, the reason for that, uh, if I, I believe this, I believe that generosity is uh, symptomatic. And it's symptomatic of a changed heart. Mm. So what you're seeing are more and more people. And, and what they're what these people are seeing is that money is not the answer. Yes. You know, we live in a time that the world has never seen from the standpoint of wealth. And people just intuitively, intuitively, you don't even have to be a Christian to look around and say money is obviously not the answer. Right. We know too many celebrities, too many professional entertainers and, and uh, athletes and so forth that have more money than you can imagine or billionaires, more mm -hmm. money than you can imagine. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like uh, Bill Gates, uh, just within the last year, Ray Reed, where he's getting a divorce. Uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, founder of right. uh, Amazon, uh, is getting has been divorced. Mm -hmm. uh, so here you have successful people with failed lives. Mm. And, and now you see thousands of, I mean, now we're the uh, athletics and entertainment is so incredibly uh, prevalent. Uh, and the money is, is uh, really staggering. We, we've got college students now 
that is just coming onto the stage, but the, uh, the, the NCAA has allowed uh, athletes to receive endorsement money. So you've, you've got, you've literally got 19, 18, 19, 20 year olds who are getting endorsement money from a hundred thousand to a million to 2 million. Right. Right. And, um, I know, and you know that that's going to create terrific problems It is uh, because they don't have any preparation for handling that kind of money either. Mm -hmm. So, so the world is look, the question, the answer to your question is it, we just look around and say, money is not the answer. Yes. Therefore, there has to be something else. And that's why I think you're seeing uh, increased giving. Mm. Now, we had talked about biblically based financial planning, and then there's values based investing. Can you talk to the difference of the two? Just I'm, I'm sure our, uh, our listeners may be thinking, oh, they're one in the same, but they're not really, but they build on each other. Yeah, well, basically all of um, financial decisions are value based. Mm. Okay, so every decision that I make financially is because I, there is something that I think that that spending will do. That's a great okay, point. So it's a value. Uh, for example, uh, we the last time we moved, my wife wanted hardwood floors, okay, which were expensive. So we put in hardwood floors. Well, that was a values-based decision. Mm. Okay, that money became the tool to do that. So it wasn't an investment decision, but it was a values-based decision. Mm. Her home was very important, as it as it should be, and she wanted to spend the money to make the home more presentable and uh, desirable to live in and to entertain in. So values-based investing is not it's just a continuation, I think, of of that. That okay. I want my money to be used according to my value system and my value system is based upon god's word correct so, that's good so values-based investing uh now there are so many alternatives for that it has become an industry all by itself and it's that's a really good thing yes uh, that it has because there's trillions of dollars out there to be invested by christians mm -hmm. and if it's invested to reflect their values it will have an impact also uh, on the economy we're going to take a quick 60 second break and then we'll be back with more crystal clear finances crystal clear finances invites you to attend the power of investing webinar this free educational event will be hosted online wednesday april 20th at 5 30 p.m in a world of rising inflation increasing taxes and global unrest it's tempting to pull back and just hope everything's going to work out. However, hope is not a proven strategy. Having a biblically-based financial plan that addresses current and future concerns, well, that's a strategy designed to help you navigate uncertainty. Join Crystal Clear Finances for a 45-minute webinar explaining the role of an investor, as well as the responsibility and opportunity that company ownership can provide. Having a clear understanding of what you own can help bring confidence for every financial decision and situation. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 for your link and join us online Wednesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m. for the Power of Investing webinar. Call 518-433-7181 today.
And we're back with more crystal clear finances. I like what you said, Ron, because I had in my mind separated it, saying, okay, these are the biblical principles and here's the values-based investments that I'm going to put it in. And if I, as a financial planner, had that concepts in my mind, I wonder how many of our listeners today have the same concept. When we can begin to understand then for what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is as we're plugged into the word of God and making uh, decisions based upon what God's word says and who we are and not getting into debt and all those different things, then we can make decisions that support the values we have because the values should be in alignment with the word of God. Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. So what do you think is the biggest struggle, Ron, that you see when you have Christians and the body of Christ that don't want to lean into or hesitant or about biblically based investing or biblically based planning? Well, uh, I think that it would come back to they don't know what they don't know. Mm. Uh, and uh, and that's just kind of standard. And I would think uh, you mentioned it earlier, uh, the whole idea of confusion. Um, we see and hear so much advertising. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you know what to believe that comes through advertising? I jokingly say I didn't even know what I needed till I went to the mall. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw those things. And so, uh, so what do I, what do I believe about what I hear? Then I have peers giving me advice or family giving me Mm. advice. And I hear different advice from different advisors. Um, So there's a sense of confusion. I think also for the Christian, there's a lot of confusion about uh, money uh, that comes off the pulpit. Mm. And not intentionally to make us confusing, but there's not a consistency of thinking about money Mm. uh, in a holistic way. I do believe that's one of the things that God has raised up kingdom advisors uh, and at the Ron Blue Institute where we're developing curriculum, uh, where I believe that the answer is if we can present a consistent and holistic and simplified approach to money and money management that is biblically based, mm-hmm. it will make, it'll take some of the confusion away. Yes. And it'll take some of the fear away. Because I know that I'm making principle based decisions. And if I'm making principle based decisions, I'm making good decisions. Mm-hmm. Because principles don't change. Yes. I, maybe you've heard me relate it, but I was talking to a pastor one time. <laughs> And he said to me, uh, he said, I'm getting ready to give a series on generosity. He said, how do I speak to an audience that's got a millionaire's in it and students deeply in debt? And um, I prayed John, James 1.5 immediately because <laughs> if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask. And so, Lord, I said, Lord, standing there and on the lawn, I said, I, I need wisdom. What do I say to this man? And God gave me an answer that I know was divine. Uh, because I asked him a question that I had never thought of before, but I said, Steve, if you uh, are giving a series on marriage, do you change the message due to the diversity of your audience? Mm, that's good. And he said, no. He says, I don't. And I said, well, the reason you don't is because what you're teaching are biblical principles. Mm. And biblical principles don't change. And they work. And I said, I believe that you know more about money and money management than I bet 90% of the wealth advisors in this country. Mm. 
because the Bible has more to say about money than any other topic. Right. There's over 2000 verses dealing with money and money management and Jesus parables dealt in many cases with money and money management. And so I said, you know, all those principles. And so you know what to say to two people, but you don't know how to put it into the right framework. Mm. I didn't use those exact words. Right, but, right. Um, so over uh, the next few weeks, I, uh, I was getting ready to speak to an audience of uh, 500 pastors. And I had talked to my daughter and son who both worked for me in the curriculum uh, development. And I said, can we put on one page everything that we know about, everything that I know about money mm. that's biblically based that I could hand to a pastor and he could say, I get it. And that became something called the four H's of financial wisdom. Mm. And it's a one pager. Uh, Crystal, have you seen that? Four H's? I, you presented it at Kingdom Advisor or your son did. And I want right. to, if it's acceptable with you, I'd love to make it available to our listeners if that's something well, that they can tap into. Not only is it acceptable, it's desirable. Okay, okay great. <laughs> uh, we and, and they can go on the RonBlueInstitute.com website or the KingdomAdvisors.com website, and they can find the 4-H tool on, uh, on either one of those websites. Perfect. And you can put it on your website also if you care to. Right. And I'll put a link with this show so that everyone on YouTube can download if they that will direct them. Okay. Well, the beauty of that, uh, Crystal, is that, you know, we all uh, work out of frameworks of some sort. And the illustration that I use is if you're going to put together a thousand piece puzzle, how do you go about that? And finances are kind of like that thousand piece puzzle. Mm. You dump it out and there's, how do you put it together? <laughs> and I, I ask this question, I say, what's the first thing that you do? And everybody gives me the wrong answer, mm. 100% almost. Oh, wow. Because the right answer is the first thing you do is you look at the picture. Ooh. I want to see where I'm headed. I want to see what this is going mm. to look like. And then the second thing that you do is you put the four corners in place. Mm. And because you've looked at the picture, you have some idea of the coloration of those four corners and you can find them. Right. Okay. Well, the four H's of financial wisdom, uh, there's the, there's the eight, first H is the heart. All behavior flows out of the heart. Mm. And so we've got the heart and some elements of the heart. The second H are habits. And there's only five habits that you have to follow to manage your money. They'll, and they'll never change. And it doesn't make any difference if you have a little bit or a lot. Mm -hmm. And the five habits are to live within your income, to avoid the use of debt, to uh, set long-term goals so that you prioritize your spending between the short-term and the long-term. Uh, it's uh, give generously mm. and build margin into your finances so that you... The only way to make any progress is to have some surplus. No, no shortcut. You can never borrow your way into prosperity. That is, that's so true. It is true. And we know that. And unfortunately, we're being sold a bill of goods on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, so begins with the heart. There's only five habits mm -hmm. and there's only five things that you can do with money. Uh, and I used to illustrate that with a bucket diagram, but, uh, 
uh, Mitch Anthony said, well, you need to change that and call that live, give, oh, grow. And another consulting friend of mine said, you need to put that into a pie chart. So the five uses of money, the only place you can spend money is you can spend it to live. You can spend it to give. Mm-hmm. You can spend it that on you owing taxes. You can spend it when you owe debt and you can spend it to give. Mm. Um, and, and then uh, that's for, that's, uh, I think, and, and also to grow. Okay. Okay. That's the five. So it's live, give, oh, oh, grow. Okay. And when you put that into a pie chart, and that's really simple to do. That's why when you get, when you pull that down off of the website, there would be an Excel spreadsheet that'll go with it. Perfect. And you can, you can, everybody knows what their income is, or they can go to their tax return and get their income. Right. And then on that tax return are your taxes and, and your charitable giving. Mm. So that's two of the four of the five uses. Correct. Okay. And people know what they're spending uh, to give. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I already said that. They know what they're spending to pay on debt, mm-hmm. consumer debt, and they know what they're spending uh, to save mm-hmm. for the future. The only one that they don't know is their living expenses. I call it lifestyle, not living, because there's a difference between living expenses and lifestyle. Lifestyle is the summation of everything. Living is what it takes me to live day to day. Right. So if I if I just put that on a mathematically, I know my income. I can subtract four of the five uses of money from my income, and what's left is what I'm spending on my lifestyle. Mm. And you can convert that to percentages on the pie chart, and all of a sudden you see your priorities. Wow. And that's called financial health. That's powerful. So it's the heart, it's the habits. And it's the health because I can see whether I'm healthy or not when I look at the pie chart. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is the only way to make progress is to use the five habits to spend money on the five uses, allowing myself to have a margin to move up the scale in terms of investing Mm -hmm. for college or for retirement or whatever it may be. And that's called the hope piece. So the four corners are heart, health, habits, and hope. Wow. And and, and on that one page, will be all of the biblical support for that also. So, uh, and make it available. I'm delighted for it to be used. Absolutely. So we will have a link on our YouTube. We'll put it on our website. And then, Ron, they can go to Ron Blue, your website. Uh, Would they go Ron Blue Trust or ronblue.com? Actually, they would go to Ron Blue Institute. I'll make sure that's in our notes. For those of you who are listening to us on radio, I want to encourage you to get on over to our YouTube channel so that you can see this talk, but also you'll see the link there as well. So I'll make sure that I have that there as well. That is powerful. Those who are joining us today, Ron, should be able to walk away with that, encouraged, and have some direction. Um, one, as we bring this to a close, you know, what do you, what encouragement or call to action for our listeners would you share with them today? I would, would share this, that if you understand a biblical world <clears throat> worldview approach to money, money management, it has three characteristics that everybody is looking for. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's really simple. What I described in 10 minutes is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. It's simple to understand. Right. It's kind of like the gospel. The gospel is not difficult. 
God's word is not difficult. So it's simple, but because it's principle driven, it's relevant to everybody at all times under any set of circumstances. Mm. And third, it's also because it's simple and relevant, it's easily transferable from generation to generation or from person to person. Mm. And I've had hundreds of people say, I sat down with my pastor or I sat down with somebody and I put this in front of them and just like that, they got it. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't take much. Easy to understand. You can, it's, you can explain it in two minutes. Mm. It's a little bit like the four spiritual laws that uh, Campus Crusade came up with. So Right. Well, I think it's powerful. Answer. And as they work, you know, as they download this, they can work with a financial advisor, a faith-based advisor that we can keep them on track to discuss the each component, whether it's the heart, the habit, the health, or the hope in there. So I'm encouraged. Well, Ron, I'm looking at our time. It flew by. I want to thank you so much. I am so honored. And I know that you have spoken into the lives of all of our listeners today. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for allowing God to use you continually. We so appreciate you. Well, thank you, Chris. I appreciate what you do. And thank Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. And for those of you who are listening to us on radio, again, I want to encourage you to go to our YouTube uh, site and uh, sign up so you can see all of our conversations. And I want to encourage you to give our office a call at 518-433-7181 and schedule your free initial consultation. And join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. 